Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the pop culture podcast where two professors talk about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. I'm Patrick. And not only are we talking about Star Wars and or today. And or what? But uh, to paraphrase Thank you. Thank you. the great songsmith Elton John. Yes. The rich is back. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> the rich are the rich are the rich is back. Stone cold I've never heard that song. As a matter of fact. Well, it's not rich. It's not yeah. the, the word it's not, that he uses. He's not actually singing about you. Yeah. Oh, it's I, a word that rhymes with a your word name. With, it, it's a word that rhymes with rich that we can't actually say over you the radio. probably say that I don't think we can. Yeah, we're, we've really cleaned it up yeah, since well, you left. Really? Like, oh, well, yeah, this well, is a, more of a G-rated show. Well, because as point. people know... We need to get back in the dirt and mud. As yeah. people know, yes. you can listen to the show right. on cougarradio.net Wednesdays right. at 5. On a car radio... Um, streaming device. Streaming device. A car radio car streaming radio device. Car radio streaming device, yes. Right. Or a streaming device. According to Patrick, you have to plug it into the radio. It was a car radio streaming device. We've had a long conversation about this. Okay, I'm a little hurt rich has clearly not been keeping up with the episodes well, we, we, well but it's on the website show. let's be honest yes. which is not attached to a car right that's why you need the car radio streaming device right you need to connect to plug them. into your car radio or you could do it on your phone that's like a computer using bluetooth to can oh fancy bluetooth cars yeah. clearly we're no better at technology than we ever were <laughs> <laughs> one thing i love about andor is the technology doesn't look that fancy oh no it's definitely technology like it's, we can it's handle def- yeah that's yeah. our level it was of a technology. weird like it was a weird thing like they they seem to really push the whole like Almost anti of Star Wars of all things to push on an anti technology kind of thing, kind Uh-oh. of vibe. Uh oh, I think I think we're starting to get Rich's position on this show. Oh, that it's not Star Warsy enough. Mm. No, honestly, I kind of like the show overall. Oh, I kind of liked the show overall. Wow, that's well, that's kind of like I'm, your what was you I used hate to say? all the other. It's pretty sh- good. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I hate all the other shows. Perfectly fine on Disney Plus. Perfect. That's Star Wars. Nice. So yeah. that's pretty good praise, considering. Well, I mean, the, a lot of the Disney Plus stuff has been bad. Mandalorian. The beginning of Mandalorian is kind of okay. No, not but good. I think that's more not because good for it was a single frame. I think okay, if I ridiculous. watched it again, I would agree with you. <laughs> I think ridiculous. it's Thank because you. it was like the first one I watched. I was like, right. "Oh, this is kind of new." Mandalorian is, is very Mandalorian I, season one, very good. I did not watch Boba Fett. Boba Fett is garbage. No, fire. I got it to like half an episode. Is there anything else? Kenobi. Uh, Kenobi. Oh, oh, I did watch Kenobi. Yeah, didn't, you made Kenobi. Me. I was, didn't watch uh, that. Super forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably the best way to describe it. It's yeah. kind of forgettable. Yeah. Uh, I thought there was one. Well, there's Mandalorian season two. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and then I, there, there's been, like, I think. Oh, there's a bunch of, like, little mini things. Mini, yeah, they've done mini things, which yeah. I haven't watched. Like with BB 8 and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll talk about droids later. Yes, we do. Well, one particular droid. Well, maybe two. So. I've only got one, but I'm willing to listen. I guess one's more reference than really in it. Oh, an Easter egg. Oh, uh, I. No, no here Easter, we go. Easter egg lane. When he's near the end, when he gets arrested by the one robot. That the K two S O robot. Yeah, which eventually you know. Well, one, one of them is the one in Ro- It's the same robot from Rogue I'm One. Sub- I thought they were yeah. gonna do a thing where like he glitched out and was like, "Oh, that's how he meets him the first time." And it's like, no, I'm so no, happy. I, I, that, I, I, yeah, no. Honest. Gilroy said that that he would not be in the first season. He's yeah. gonna be in the second because the second season is going to take us right up to Rogue One. So at some point they're gonna have to meet during season. <sighs> which well, it was gonna be so much fun. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I don't want to argue with Rich because he's driven all the way from mm-hmm. the New York, four, New I've Jersey. I've driven four hours to yell at you guys. Area. Yes. <clears throat> and so, well, maybe we should get him yelling. I yeah. really like Andor. Of all the Star Wars stuff, this is what I want to watch. Yeah, agreed. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars yeah. movie. And this is, I think, so far and away the best thing Disney Plus has put out. 
I, now, I, I don't think even even um, one division. Well, I'm talking about in the Star Wars. Oh, in universe. Star Wars. Okay, in the yeah. Star oh, Wars. Oh, yeah, in, in, yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would agree. Better than the Mandalorian. By, the beginning was by kind a good of, stretch. Yeah, the beginning was kind of dull to me because I didn't really want to see the whole life story of uh, Cassian. Mm. You just be- don't like people. Well, it's because when you people. see him in Rogue One, like <laughs> you kind of know enough about his character. Like, oh, he's got you, you know, you, you see someone's past. I like not knowing every single thing about him. You know, I don't need to know how he like gets cold and kind of like distant and whatnot. You know, I can put that together. I don't need to see a whole season, well, a show just about that. That's the problem with any prequel. And right, you both know I hate prequels. Yes, like well, I they generally only, have a yeah. very I did not strong. Have, Predilection yeah. Well, again, I mean, prequels, prequels in general are prequels. don't do great. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and then I don't know care that, for them. I don't know that the world was demanding a Cassian Andor prequel. That, that was the thing, and too. Yet, it should have been. Because it should have been. Well, it, as long as Gilroy's doing it. Yeah, fair well, point. Well, because yes. what happens is, is like, basically when they start, I don't know, it's like maybe four or five, when he, when he meets um, Lutheran and mm-hmm. he starts doing the whole like rebellion thing, then it becomes this kind of macro look at the rebellion, mm-hmm. where it's bound to right. between. And that's, I think, what would really cool was like, here's how the rebellion starts, not but, in this hokey, drama- dramatic way of like, here's just two people and like how they only started it. But I think my favorite thing about Andor is kind of kind of builds off of that, is that you see the rebellion get built by regular people. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And that, and that seeing... And not by like seeing weird Cassian, though, stamp. Yeah. Right? But seeing Cassian as a kid and, and starting to understand... What is it that shapes insurrectionists? What is it that shapes That's what I'm saying. rebels? I think is a, so. To me, like I liked that part because I felt like it was building on something further to that idea. I feel like mm-hmm. when he did the when they do the flashbacks of him going back to I guess like his kind of father figure and stuff, mm-hmm. like almost if you saw it on episode five, I think would have been a really good show to a point. Huh. Okay. Because again, like you've got all these people, like you said, regular people. You know, you've got a senator, you've got someone, you know, who's just trying to kind of play a spy. You've got these people, and then they don't do it by like quintessential Deus Ex Machina happenstance. Like you, like when he meets someone guy in the elevator. I kept thinking there was going to be a trap or something. It's like no, he just meets him. He goes. That's, oh yeah. The and it almost part. became mundane to a point of like the 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 secrecy of it, which was great because that's yeah. what would actually happen. No, I I one hundred percent agree. Well, I think that's what we liked about Rogue One. Yes, was the I mean there was very point... sort of different take on the rebellion because in, in Rogue One. We we talk, I think we talked about it on the show. Like it was, you know, the rebellion was very fractured, and and you have sort of these different little pockets. Right, it's not within it. and 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 you see that in this as well. Like it's even more sort of of disparate because ostensibly Luthen and Mon Mothma are working together, but Mon Mothma clearly has no control over what Luthen's doing. Right, and there's no trust among them. No. Like so, and Rich is kind of pushing us to the first topic. I think we wanted to talk about yes, which was kind of the depiction of the rebellion mm-hmm. here. Yeah. As opposed to how George Lucas yeah, well, presented it's, it's, it's interesting to think yeah. about, you know, the world of Star Wars as represented in in Andor in particular, right. in relationship to the world of and of, of Star Wars that we see in the films, because it's it's there's a kind of cognitive dissonance in the sense that yeah. it, it's hard. I mean, I, like I think about it both, particularly in terms of the Empire, like you know, the Empire we see in Andor. Mm-hmm is also run by an evil Sith Lord who shoots people with lightning at the same time. And they, they sort yeah. of name-check him a well, couple times. Well, yeah, right? they mention Palpatine. Like, oh, right, Palpatine's around now. It's kind of weird that it's just like, 
yeah, it doesn't really sort of, they don't go together as right. well. Like, there's but, a nice, cog- I like the cognitive dissonance. Yeah, because movies... it's a world that we live in, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. We live in a world where there are people with tremendous power. Like, I'm yes. not sure they can't shoot lightning out of their fingers. We've just never seen yeah, them, maybe. Yeah. But that, like, that power differential. It would explain the hair. Matters, yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> fair point. Yeah. But, like, the, the movies are almost like folk stories yes. told about, like, what actually happened. You know, right. how, like, Mon Martha, before the show, is very much more regal. I didn't even know she had was, like, married and, like, and was, Oh, like, yeah, there's no... I think there was some follow-up on her in one of, like, the original, maybe, Timothy Zahn novels or oh, something. Oh, there's plenty. Oh, yeah, there's plenty in the extended of universe. Course. Like, in the extended universe, Mon Mothma's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, she was. She has a whole bunch of stuff. She's talking with people. Anyway. <laughs> she, she's behind the Bothan spies in Return of the yeah. Jedi. But like, one, but, of, the, yeah, one of the problems with folktales yeah. is they create heroes and villains. Yes. In these well, really kind of black yeah. and white kinds of stories. And one of the things I loved about this is sort of the factionalism mm-hmm. that you're talking about. It just sort of the, the base level brutality of Luthen, right? Yes. Who one time says, like, what have I sacrificed? I use the tools of my enemy mm-hmm. to defeat my enemy. And, yeah, right. And, and like talking about the moral sacrifice yeah, you well, make. That's like a one thing that like, oh, so many movies and shows like, oh, you you don't go down to their level or whatever. And it's like Luther's like, no, I would go yeah, exactly right. to their level because yeah. that yeah. unfortunately works. Well, and he, yeah. he says that he basically, you know, he, he's damned himself. I think he says something to, yeah. to that effect. And, and that he's doing everything for a, what, a sunrise that he will never see. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's, yeah. um, Oh, it's the same point the character in the Firefly movie that uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor makes, that he's a monster. He basically says, yeah. you know, I'm working for the, the evil overlords to create a world. Oh, that he's the, I, that the I, assassin guy. Yeah, the assassin guy. That he's like, I, I yeah. can't okay. be in this world. I'm a monster. And, and it's, right. it's yeah, a yeah, yeah. But see, like, making. it is also the myth that we still want to believe in, right? Like that we can use these ends or these means because it's the end that matters and they won't corrupt us along the way. Like, Luthen is interesting to me because he will sell out anybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, there, there is the cause and there is nothing else. Mm-hmm. So if Krieger is heading into a, you know, a death trap, Krieger heads into the death trap. Yeah. If Cassian yeah. is no longer useful, mm-hmm. I will go to Ferrex well, and I will hunt him down and shoot him like a dog. Well, and no, a, and it's he's, not a, even, he's a threat, too. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. It was, so it was like, oh, he's like one of the few people who's seen me. Right. You know, forget yeah. about the fact that he could, like, he, could, he doesn't even consider the idea of continuing to recruit him. So at the mm-hmm. end... When that's an option, he's like, oh, huh. But also, his his approach of, like, I just want the Empire to overreact. Mm-hmm. I want them oh, yeah. to crash down. He's ecstatic I want, when they, yeah. I want violence mm-hmm. enacted against innocent civilians mm-hmm. and completely unimplicated people. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way I'll get what I want. Yeah. You know, that's how I'm going to get free. I just, to me, it's a fascinating study in... Yeah. What does it mean to be a revolutionary? What does that mm-hmm. mindset do to you? And then it, I think it raises really profound questions about how much of the world can you change mm-hmm. well, when I, you act like, you know, the enemy well, to get what you want. For me, yeah. it's interesting, too, in that Luthen, in, in that way, Luthen, to me, very much contrasts Mon Mothma, yeah. who obviously wants, you know, the Empire gone and whatnot, but also kind of still wants to keep her hands clean. Like, she's she's a little bit more... Milk toast than Luthen, like she she right. and doesn't want to really give up any of her privilege. Luthen is There's like a couple I, of great moments. Like of I will burn, I, it, come back well, I will burn everything down, including right. myself. Yeah, and my, it, it's an interesting contrast in the, in that you know Luthen is willing mm. to do the things that Mon Mothma is not willing to do. At least that, in the that, beginning, that, again yeah. as the show goes on, like you see her like kind of tossing away, like as soon as she gets desperate, you see her like kind of like 
losing some of those. Somewhat. I, Somewhat. I mean, she's still not quite We'll see where there. she ends up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm we curious still to have... see where... Well, it, it dep- we talked about this a little bit. It depends what's going on in the finale with her... Um, and parent. And and parent. Because, yeah, they're, they're in the car, and she knows she's being listened to, and she's basically accusing him of gambling away their money, and he's saying, I didn't do that. And what I'm wondering is... Is that part of the plan with the, the, the gangster dude that she's introduced her daughter to? I assume it's part of a plan with that and um, Tay. See, I wonder if it's that or she's decided she's not going to sacrifice her daughter. She's going to sacrifice her husband. That, that's where the 400000 missing that They're basically going to say the 400000 missing credits. But then why would she gambling. meet with him at the end? Or with, why would she introduce her daughter... They did that before. They introduced the daughter before, and then I think they have the conversation and in the car. She's but got, why she's would got she to, do that? Well, then? she's got to hedge her bets. I, I think, well, it, it could right? be that, she's, or I think it's, if you I, watch her during the scene where her daughter's there, like the look on her face, like she is visibly upset, and I'm wondering if seeing why? this actually happening yeah. is what tips her to like, no, oh, I'm going to that, I mean, that's, husband. that's cold. It like is it's, cold. It's really cold. Yeah, cold. I mean. But they yeah. also hate each other. And yet, so. would you do that for your? would you do that to your daughter if it would bring freedom in the end of the empire i don't have a daughter so i know I, but i'm asking I, I, i'm asking I what would really you do answer that yeah oh i'd sell out my husband in a second really oh yeah okay yeah. my husband's parent and, and parent really is not like, like it's funny because it's he's easy not, to throw him under the bus yeah, right? he's not he's, evil but at the same time um, he's like so unlikable he's he is one yeah. of most, and he's just he's he's beautifully unlikable like yeah he's, it's just because he's not an over-the-top like no slime ball or whatever no. he's just he just, he just doesn't seem to care yeah, yeah. yeah he's a yeah. jackass yeah. even yeah. like with the parents it's like oh dad let's sure do it it's like i think we can but, okay yeah right. i think we can but so, like even when the, the the daughter it's like oh my dad let's it says it's okay because like, he be clearly fair, doesn't though, care the daughter's kind of a pain in the butt too yeah, yeah. like she's she's a little she bit, also well, she's like, a teenager like it's just trying like she also wants to do it like she like they do the scene where she's like really big into the elder yeah i think like there is a thing where that can happen like within like families and traditions and kids want to reclaim them more because yeah. the daughter kind of seems super story. into it too. Like, yeah. she, like the daughter oh, yeah. is very into. I don't. I don't know Absolutely. if she's super into the marriage, but she's definitely getting she into their seem, old ways. I mean, yeah. she doesn't seem right. like at all fighting it. Like yeah. she definitely doesn't seem unhappy yeah. to be there. But, uh, but yeah, yeah I, that's my wondering: is 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 Mon Mothma? Is this part of the? Plan I was with thinking the thug? she was going to do both. Could be, but yeah, it seems. We, I don't know why she would have to if if because I don't think the plan with the thug ever involves selling out the husband. No, but maybe she wants more money. So. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe she's like, even with the plan of the thug, she needs more backup for the Could protect be. the yeah. accounts. So we're kind of shifting, but before yeah, we, we move away, um, I thought Saw was much more interesting in this than in the movie. Oh, man. Like, I, just, I felt so just, bad I for think, him knowing how he kind of is in I the think, film. I, yeah, I think he, but I think he's a more interesting character. And again, kind of raises the question, like, how do revolutions ever happen? Like in the way that they're so fragmented and there's so many mm-hmm. different views and everybody thinks they're right. Everybody thinks they've got the pure vision mm-hmm. and everybody else are just sort of, you know, well, and that's what you, rubbing you along. I mean, you may or may not know this, but Saw was also in Clone Wars and Rebels. There's like a oh, long, there's a, you, there's there's a, a long very good chance of, I do not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There's a long history of what Saw is being the Clone the two Wars radical. and stuff. That would yeah. be before this, right? Before uh, oh yeah, because this is this is all because the empire is still is already around. Yeah, so the Clone Wars was all before. Yeah, this is all before Clone okay, Wars. Yeah. I think it might it might be overlap. I saw something that said Andor is happening around the same time as Rebels, because Rebels ends with the the Death Star. I think running around. 
Okay. And Wait, the Death Star is running around? Or I think it ends near near the Battle of Yavin. And yeah, the Death Star... So I think Rebel, okay, yeah. Rebels and Andor, I think, are going on kind of simultaneously. But so, okay, yeah. But still, Saw, yeah. But Saw is, Saw yeah. is always well, the one who's too extreme. Well, he gets to be a... His character extreme. gets to right. be a person and, yet, and yeah. not a crazy nut job. And yet he's also surrounded by extremists, or at least from his point of view. Like, every one of them, no matter which sect you're in, yeah. sees others as extremists, and then yeah. the one Well, it's like, interesting thing about, you know, for Mon Mothma, Luthen is too extreme, and in right. some ways, Saw is a little bit too extreme for Luthen, though he's... Because he's right. he tries to rein Saw in. Right. Right, but yeah. the the transition we were heading towards, if it's okay, unless you want to talk more about Saw, which would be no, fine, no, no, no. Um, is that I like the way in which, getting back to the conversation Rich and I had at the beginning, the way in which like family troubles get caught up in this. Mm-hmm. Like that, that revolutions are, in fact, not about Jedi and Sith, but mm-hmm. about ordinary, average, everyday people mm-hmm. kind of going about. So you see Mon Mothma and her struggles... Um, the leader on Andali with his sickly son and whiny wife. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's all of a sudden, to me, the most human Star Wars yeah. I think I've ever watched. Well, what's great, though, Because is, they feel like real people. What's great, oh, though, yeah. is it also doesn't drag on them. It doesn't make whole big subplots. But um, you know what I could have used a whole big subplot on? What? Droids. Karn. And his mom. Oh my god. Oh, that dynamic. Man, <laughs> just every time hard. they I, went to that, I skipped. I was I, like, no. Like, oh, I thought that. Oh. I thought that actress. Oh, she's fantastic. That, captured. That hit too close to home for some of me. <laughs> the overbearing mom. Oh, yeah. I just. I, could, I also. I don't know why I, I'm he telling went... you. If they did, Karn and mom, and it was you know an eight episode, I would. I would watch the hell out well, of that. I love thing. that he like, got a job just, and he just, still just, stayed with his mom. Like he has to be able to afford to like yeah. move well, out. Well, it's always that feeling when you know you struck out on your own and then you failed and you have to move back in with your parents. Like yeah, that's, that's got to be that's got to be that's got to be super uncomfortable. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and and yeah, the mom, the the overbearing kind of condescending. Oh, and, and, and he's still yeah. eating the cereal. Like, like the love. little trick cereal. Just I just I'm telling you, I just I found her. So fascinating. I oh, just, yeah, she was, I, she was perfect I, for I the just, role. She was so good. Yeah. And I love it. You never even see the uncle, too. Like, she keeps talking oh, about yeah. it. Like, you don't well, even... Oh, yeah. This is clearly her story. Like, when she's <laughs> yeah. on the screen, the movie's... Like, yeah. you know, the show's about her. <laughs> it's not about anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I just... So I, I love the humanity of it. Yeah. And I, what I liked at the end, although I thought the end was a little bit preachy, I like the idea... Like, you know how we used to do at Ms. Recordy here? We do, like, random acts of kindness... And you would do like small little acts of kindness along the week, and you would like pass along little stickers. You know, I do not. But so it, it's this. It that. was this movement like ten or fifteen years ago. Say, we haven't done it for a while, right? Yeah. That was about like just like, came it, up on kindness a long time yeah, ago. Well, <laughs> about twenty sixteen or so. Yeah, as opposed to random act of kindness, it's now right. systematic acts of right, right. But but there was <laughs> this pain. there was there was this idea, this very well-intentioned if naive idea mm-hmm. that we could build a better world by doing small acts of kindness mm-hmm. so you don't always have to be going above and beyond yeah like right little, like that was, little bits in, abu- uh, in abundance yeah. like build up that they of. build up right yeah and and i thought what this show was doing is not random acts of kindness but what they called like small acts of insurrection mm-hmm. that it's the small acts of insurrection it's the people of ferrix yeah that that stage the revolution mm-hmm. it's it, so in many ways when i teach the civil rights movement to my class I warn them that we always think about the civil rights movement as only a top-down movement. Yeah. And when we do that, we erase all of these nameless people in history mm-hmm. who sacrificed and really put their lives on the line in the way that very few of the people at the top mm-hmm. level did on a regular basis. Yeah. And I think telling the story that way, it reminded me of an old radio show we did in this very booth where I said we ought to pay attention to Will. 
that when you watch Game of Thrones, oh, Jesus. when you watch Game of Thrones, we really should focus on the wills of the world because that's where the real rebellion comes from. I have not watched I, Game of Thrones. Well, he's only shaking well. his head now because he knows I'm right. No, that, that in no, fact, you know, worlds okay. change not because of okay. people at the top. Worlds change because of all the people. At the what, bottom. what my Russian history professor will, used to say were hungry women will, lining up to collect bread for their families. I will one hundred percent grant you that point. <laughs> I am shaking <laughs> my head because that is not the point you made about Will. Yeah, it was. No, it was. Oh, no, I did too. I said you no. got to focus on the everyman. No, no, that was not. You did not make that point at all. Your point about Will was just like that's the one thing you you read in. <laughs> That's the one I, thing you knew about the show. I Will. watched the show, you and then I had to look watch, up his name. You, I did. I watched the first episode. episode. Yes, that's you right. Did not watch the show. And what, what did they do? What did they do to Will in the first episode? They execute him. He was not. <laughs> he was. But to me, to be more serious, like the real rebellion isn't Luke and Han and Leia. Yeah, yeah it's not you know, Kenobi. The Death Star and it's whatnot. a bunch of people that have no power mm-hmm. and no protection on Ferrix Eventually, saying. Enough is enough. And well, what's it's, great in sorry, what's great in that scene too is that like it doesn't even like like it doesn't to a point matter that they were revolt like in the terms of a sense of like even if they kill all the stormtroopers and they won like it doesn't do anything like but, that's but, not like it's not like in a dis it's like there's so many other movies that would have been like and that's how the rebellion grew and that was a big battle like it's right. just their battle for this one thing it does nothing and yet it does everything yeah because the the rebellion can't happen. If there aren't hundreds and thousands of Ferrixes, that's what, exactly like, though. But like, like igniting yeah, all around the show the could Empire. have been made that to be this whole big moment where like they're standing on top of the destroyed hotel or whatever, and like you know, oh, we've won, right? But it's like no, because it's just one thing of a million, like you said, things and like that that have to happen. That's the ultimate beauty of the whole Andor mini universe that we're looking at. Yeah. It doesn't give you, I don't think, simple pat happy endings. That you can kind of walk away being like, oh, Ferrix has been liberated. Well, it's also it's kind of, all going to be cool. It's kind yeah. of interesting, again, going back to kind of the, the comparison with sort of Lucas. In terms of, I mean, like you think about the rebellion in the movies. The rebellion, even just in New Hope, it completely fails if they don't have Luke on that X-Wing Right to to you know to to shoot not, the photon yeah, to torpedo not, you know, into to like, turn off his like, so it's a good thing like they randomly ran into him on top two like there's not yeah. like it's completely so, so completely nonsense like there's it's completely random and lucky and that makes me realize one of the core principles that makes me like Andor so much more mm-hmm. than than the the principal Star Wars universe mm-hmm. that comes after it. That's a universe about like rugged individualism, yes, and pulling yourself up by your bootstrap straps and individual in, individuals like mm-hmm. making all the difference and i don't think that's how like change yeah. really happens and i i don't like i don't believe in that kind of individualism mm-hmm. like whatever we accomplish that matters in our life like we accomplish it as part of a community well and that's one of the and things that's that I what find, this is about that's the other thing that i find really interesting about ferrix because we saw it in the first part of the series and we see it again at the end that's what a rebellion sounds like which is well it's it, it's 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 the coordination between yeah. the people of ferrix again yeah. the the bell ringer dude starts and all the imperials are like what's he's doing yeah. that way too early i'm like oh he's clearly yeah telling right them. which we saw in the early episode too where they they signaled each other with the noise and it's one of the things that i found really interesting in terms of ferrix contrasting luthan because as you pointed out yeah. luthan is going to sell out everyone right Andor and his fa- and his his friends on Ferrix, his family, they risk everything to basically just get Bix out of jail. Right, like they're not right. going to leave anyone behind, and yeah. it's, it's that sense of, you know, the and, and they risk everything basically to get 
Brasso and Bix and the droid and and the the daughter of uh, Ferrix woman to get them off the planet, right? And keep them safe. Like the way in which that that they they also you know it's, it's a rebellion that kind of they're not like Luthen, who is going to you know burn everything and and anyone down to the ground if he right. has to. But if he destroys that community in destroying the Empire. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing there to replace it Which with. is one of the reasons why I wonder, during, when he's on Ferrix during the whole rebellion and he's looking around and seems really troubled by it, I'm yeah. wondering if he's maybe realizing that. That, you know, for all that he's done, right. Ferrix is much more of a rebellion than he's managed so far. Or certainly a much more uh, productive... Yeah, I'm just wondering if he's maybe starting... Rebellion. Maybe he's starting to realize that I hope not, but maybe. That, that that maybe some of his methods <laughs> are are. I don't want I don't want Luthen to have like too happy an ending. Yeah. See, here's the nice thing. I'm pretty sure we know Luthen doesn't have a happy ending because we never see him outside of this series. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's dead by the end of Andor, or captured or something. Right. Like Luthen, I yeah. think he you know he's not in Rogue One at all. And like someone I, I found something. Someone pointed out that if you go back to some of the shots of Rogue One, yeah. If you look on Cassian's jacket. It looks like he's got uh, what's his face's manifesto. He's got a book pinned to his jacket in Nemec. Rogue One. It's Nemec, Nemec, yeah. Right? yeah. He's Nemec who ne- dies. He's got somehow. Nemec's book. Well, he got tied. crushed, right? Yeah, he get well, he gets a spinal injury, and then yeah, yeah. yeah but this is the, the world of Star Wars, where Bacta and yeah, they, so they, many they, things. Didn't, didn't well, they're on lot. the run, and they don't have maybe. They have yeah. eighty but, million credits. Well, here, well <laughs> here's what happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they can't just go spend it. X wings right? ain't cheap. You gotta yeah. you gotta buy X wings. So. You know, as soon as Nemec started writing, Vicky was like, "Well, he has to die." Yeah, like, like, like there is this this inevitability that as the guy that's Nemec writing, up, like he's way too young and fresh faced to survive this world. Yeah, well, once he's writing the manifesto, he has to be yeah. kind of that. And, and then it's of course, one of the few points like, like, "Hey, let's rob me. Let's like, like, you, I yeah. can I can live, but I'm going to be evil in the last possible second. Where you could kind of like <laughs> see him as a plot device, though. Yeah, in that way, like he kind of like he was there to because obviously the point of the series is in many ways to move Andor. Yeah. Along the line towards being a committed rebel, mm-hmm. as opposed to a, a merc. Yeah, yeah, or not even a merc, just someone who I think wants to, in some ways, be left alone. Yeah, right. although see, he takes the job for money, he does. But you, but the first thing he does when he gets that money is go to like is some go to other the paradise island and thinks, "Oh, I'm totally safe here," and then he gets well, dragged off. To I prison. think that's what mercenaries do frequently. I they, want, they want to make the money so they can but live I don't a good get, life. I don't get the feeling that he was going to continue being a merc. I think he was at the point where he had made enough So you money. think if you've hired yourself out to kill other people once, you're not a mercenary. But when you do it the third time, you are? Like, no, where's, my, where's, no, the, my where's the point, line where you become a mercenary? My point is that Andor... Six. I don't think Andor's plan <laughs> is to always be a mercenary. If you look at the handbook right. for mercenaries, His plan is to get six. enough money to where he can just live it. Because I think... It, but he, but what, I think early but on... But he was a mercenary. Yes. Okay. Right. Temporarily, but, but then I, he took the mercenary off. No, no, he's not... I mean, I don't think... That's not... Mercenary... Mercenary-ing is not his long-term plan. No, is that a word? Right. I think his long-term plan was... Get enough money so I can set myself up on this paradise island. Okay, as long and as... when I and when I can do that, you know, the empire is not my problem. And then, of right. course, he finds out. Well, no, the empire still is your problem because that's how, you know, fascism and the way in which he gets works. caught up again and all of it is just yeah. is kind of beautiful. It's like, yeah, you're not, not, you're not gonna you're not. Cause I think that's also something we talked about that with the first three episodes. Yeah. With, the corporate security forces thinking, oh yeah, we work with the empire, we're totally fine, and then they get completely screwed over by them. Yeah. So to me, Nemec's manifesto: authority is brittle, oppression is rooted in fear. Mm-hmm. Like it's all true, mm-hmm. but it's also a little. I don't know. Is it trite? Is that too, too harsh a well, way to describe? Well, it sounds like it was written by a kid. 
I guess. And he is a kid. I get it. But yeah. I don't know. Like, I think, I, and not in his world, in our world. Like, we want to oh. hear that and, and kind of. Yeah. Like, because they do play at the end and the other have the home. better about things. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, I, I just. That, I think, was my favorite part of the whole thing. When the... Nemec died? No, that Will matters. <laughs> oh. Eight years later, vindication. If that's how long you need to wait for your vindication, by all means, you can have it. Hey, the United States is about to play Iran, and it's been eight and a half years since they were in a World Cup. Oh. So it's almost I'm it's not sure almost which I find like more for annoying, like a... the World Cup or Will. They're you know what? Equally. Well, we, did you a, know we, we did a, a killing both. cuteness. We should do... Uh, killing the yeah. World Cup? No, killing like stuff like just like we should do stuff that annoys you for a show one day. Huh. That's a list. That's a that, long. It's a long. That's, oh. that's a couple episodes. Trust me. Probably. Trust me. All right. So, anything more you'd like to talk about on the rebellion? Or are you um, ready to move on to like imperialism and fascism? Or where do you want to go? Uh, no, I think I've, I think we've kind of yeah I think I've covered my my stuff on the depiction of the rebellion. Okay. Yeah. So, unsurprisingly, in a show that's about the empire, uh-huh. there's a lot of imperialism. Kind yes. of sloshing about. I mean, this in the Empire it, like some subtle points where you can kind of get like an idea. So, would you call it subtle when they describe um, it's Andali, right? Is what is essentially an Amazon hub for the Empire, <laughs> which is kind of what they are, right? Uh, I think they're more of a Bitcoin hub because that's just it's all money there. No, it's like they're Fort Knox. Yeah, but they're kind of, but they're like, yeah, and they're moving stuff around, moving it in and out. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 the payroll. I think they say it's well, the which I still don't. Oh, is there only payroll there? I thought I thought that Andali was was well situated for trade generally. Well, that's why they were moving the airfield or whatever. I'm trying to, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, maybe they're not doing they're that on a dot yet. They're making it into an Amazon. Yes, so, right, so it's becoming an Amazon, yes, and the yeah. natives Imperial who Amazon. are like so broadly disrespected we'll by get it there it it yeah it does make a whole new meaning of amazon's lightning deals because the emperor's lightning no no I, I got it yeah i got we, it we chose not to laugh yes. because yeah. it wasn't no. funny like, yeah very, we're waiting for the funny I, part I, to come yeah. Yeah. Funny part. <laughs> we're all kind of just waiting in anticipation yeah. the funny i don't coming. know why <laughs> i don't know deals. why we wait at this point because we yeah. should know better oh no lightning that's deals. all that's all there is but the way in which the Empire tries to turn their native festivals... Like, there's clearly, like, a colonization yeah. kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. We, talk, oh, we yeah. talked about in great detail when we did the first part yeah. of Andor that kind of um, I think I might echoes have, through here. I think I might have a fair or foul on that. Um, like, the idea that they all want to see the lights, but they don't want any of the spirituality that comes with the lights. Yeah. Uh, to them, the lights are just a neat thing that right. they sort of deal with the... Oh, yeah, there it is. Aldani's to like, okay, yeah, give them that first yeah. or whatever. Like this exotic spectacle that they, they participate yeah. in, but they mock and they denigrate because mm-hmm. it's not their way. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it was then... uh, Julio Bardini of, of Collider writes. Oh, Collider. Uh, ah. The show effortly, talking about colonialism slash imperialism. Yeah. The show effortly raises this issue, seen as how the empire colonizes worlds, explores them to the points of exhaustion, and then leaves them to their own luck after stripping them away of their resources. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, to me... We live in this this era where people are really thinking about it in pop culture, in interesting ways. I think we I might have mentioned Dairy Girls or I might have mentioned Reservation Dogs, like these are all shows right now. But there's something in the zeitgeist is the mm-hmm. point that that we're really kind of wrestling with that. I don't know if you were watching the 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 uh, press conference for the World Cup yesterday. I was not. No. Okay. So there's been a lot of controversy because the um, U.S. social media. Mm-hmm posted an altered Iranian flag that they oh. said they posted in solidarity with Iranian women mm. and people protesting mistreatment. And, of course, this upset a lot of Iranians. Mm-hmm. 
the press corps showed up and was like peppering an African American player. I and saw the, I saw that where they asked him about the mispronunciation of the name and right. his response to that. I right. saw that. And then they said, number one, you said Iran. Yes. Wrong. And number two, how do you feel about representing a country mm-hmm. that has mistreated black people yeah. for so long? And his answer was really was was really smart, I mm-hmm. think, and thoughtful. But you can kind of see that stuff bubbling around here, right? That I've totally lost my train of thought now that I think about it. Because the Imperial... Yeah, that's what happens yeah. when you get distracted by Damn. soccer. It yeah. Just, it just, well, know. the game is going to start in 40, 55 minutes. Yeah. Well, so, like, we're gonna ideally, to, we might be done with the show before that. We're, yeah. Oh, we're going to be done. I don't know. We're only like, on our I, second point. I will leave if I have to. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I also, I also like the idea in exploring Empire and Imperialism they get to the point of imperial overreach. Mm Because after the robbery, the Empire passes all of these ridiculous new laws that Mm -hmm. allow for, oh, I don't know, things like snooping and arrests. Yeah, And tougher sentences, like brutal psychological torturing Mm -hmm. to get the information they need. It felt very authentic to kind of a post-9-11 America Mm. in that way, right? Mm -hmm. Like that that the insecurity makes you do that. And I love the, the moment at Mon Mothma's party where one of the senators says, one of the senators says, why would you complain about those intrusions in your life if you're not doing anything wrong? Oh, yeah. You know, like classic kind of yeah. dismissive rationalizing. Yeah, the only people have to worry about the, the laws are the criminals. Right, criminal. Ex- exactly. And really, this is, a, this is a show very much about bureaucrats fighting with each other. Oh, my God. Over turf, which oh, to yeah. me oh, well, that, is I, so true. Like, that's that what is, I like. That's, that's how I, government yeah, works. Because that, that's the main difference between the Empire and this show and the empire in the films is this yeah. empire is a bureaucracy and it's just yeah. it's a massive bureaucracy. right in the films it's like there's the one guy at the top it's, and he's yeah, like do it and you do it or like you, you think get, about you like, get the you finger know, lightning you well, know yeah, yeah, well, it's, yeah exactly. it's hard it's, to imagine it's like all the there's military a, aspect there's a you know the massive, general says do this and yeah. then it just happens there's a massive yeah. bureaucracy behind emperor palpatine and darth vader it's like it's kind of, it's, it's again another moment of kind of cognitive dissonance in terms of like it's 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 yeah. weird to think that was like yeah you know in 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 the Lucasfilm version, it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's just the Emperor's kind of pulling all the strings. He gives an order and, and it goes all the things straight and, down and, the chain. You know, it, well, it's it's like the great bit they did on um, Robot Chicken, where they pointed out how you know, oh, we killed, you know, we blew up the Death Star. I guess the you know the the, the rebellion wins, right? And they're like, well, we still have like thousands of ships and yeah. and. You know, we, we right. pretty much control. Like, it's like, oh, nope, they they, nope. they blew up the Death Star. We're going to have like, a metal ceremony. And they're like, well, wait a minute, no, they're good. like, no, we blew up the Death Star the last time. You're like, yes, but the Emperor wasn't on that one. He's on this one now, so they win. There's <laughs> only about a person. Just gotta, just gotta go home. And a Death Star. Yeah, like yeah. that's it. Like, like, yeah, like that's you get what it the was. two. Like, bada but bing, yeah, bada it, boom. It, 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 the, the, the the well, and the other thing that I really liked about it, particularly with characters like Karn and Miro, is the way in which they. They have such devotion to the bureaucracy of the empire that will absolutely chew them up and spit them out when it's done with them. But they confuse the bureaucracy with some kind of larger purpose or mm-hmm. meaning in their life. Yeah. That's so some clearly like... true of Karn. Oh, yeah. Who, for me, became more interesting as the show moved along. Oh, as you absolutely. kind of come to that kind of conclusion, right? Is that I, I have no doubt that he and Mira are both like true believers. Oh, yeah. But they don't believe in anything that's going to elevate them mm-hmm. or elevate people. 
No, yeah, they believe in this like weird concept of like, justice of like, oh, the empire what is, is like a godlike thing to them that by its right. existence they worship the state, which I guess mm-hmm. sounds kind of fascist. Yeah, in in its orientation, it, when Karn says like you can never be too aggressive in your you in know pursuit, in of, justice, pursuit yeah. of, of justice and security. Yeah, but but yeah. his pursuit of justice is a pursuit of order more than well, anything else. But that's the thing, like they're mistaking principles for mm-hmm. structures. Like yeah. I, yeah. that's Karn's fundamental problem mm-hmm. is he mistakes structures for like higher principles mm-hmm. yeah oh and then there's, there's the other senator at the party who says he likes the emperor because he quote-unquote says what he means yeah it's a kind of he's an emperor you want to have a beer with can i ask you a question i don't understand how anybody to the right of the political middle in this country mm-hmm. watches this stuff i mean it's just well isn't it pretty cl- like in that kind of stuff gilroy is laying bare his hand isn't okay. he like that's, that's what people said about trump like they liked him because he says what he means mm-hmm. so not, it doesn't not so just again, trump they said that about right. george w bush too right. like that that's right. the, yes. that's the republican well, maybe mantra he's yes. a good guy that's right. that's that's the republican right. mantra basically since that, reagan is is yeah. you know he's a guy you want to have a beer with like yeah. that's what we want but, but this but the saying in the meaning is the is the same kind of confusion between the structures and the principles mm-hmm. right like that the saying doesn't matter the meaning does yeah. I, anyway, I just I I'm surprised as I watch this. Well, what I also liked was that this well, empire think, yeah. was more effective. You know, to to a point of like, like they you know they 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 immediately get like Binks and Pack like Bix. It's Bix. It's Bix. Bix. Okay. Binks is Jar Jar. You're getting that mixed. He up. did not show up right in this one. No. There's no Jar Jar Easter egg. Was <laughs> there? There are. There are. There are none. <laughs> You're both but, trying not to use the Jar Jar voice right now, which I appreciate. I'm not. I'm yes. not going to do it. Thank I you. Can, I can't and never have attempted to. Okay. But, you know, like... I can. With, it's taking all my willpower to not. <laughs> but with the, the, the ISB and stuff, like, you know, they figured out to a point, like, what... They don't know who Lutheran is, but, like, they're not just bumbling... Because it seems like in right. the films, too, like, the Empire is just this bumbling kind of, you know, fantasy element that, like... Right. Again, five people can sneak in and, like, blow something up or whatever. You know, instead they have to be... The rebels have to be really smart... And sacrifice stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they actually there's reason to fear the Empire. There is. And yet... The like, stormtroopers don't miss. There's this paradoxical truth, too, that Cassian can get away with a lot of stuff because the Empire is so cocky. Mm-hmm. They're not paying attention to them. Like, in the, in the prison, he keeps saying, like, they're not listening to us. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they just had one guy just tape recording... The conversations every night while the guys yeah. were in their well, pumps. not even yeah. tape recording, just like, listening. Like the one thing that well, I, that would be fine too. The yeah. one thing yeah. that I do wish that they had done with the prison scene, yeah, is I wish to, to sort of back up sort of of Cassian's point about nobody's listening and, and kind of yeah. the, the the nature of the prison as a panopticon. I yeah. wish that they had when someone stepped on the ground that they didn't actually get electrocuted. Because oh, they're, like all, when the they're, lights all buying, they're all buying into that they're going to, yeah. and so they end up just kind of policing themselves. Right. But they don't actually have to. Right. And have that. someone like in the the housing cells or whatever, when the lights go red, like jump onto it and like nothing happens. And nothing happens. Like yeah. something like they. And right. Kind to, of, like, would, would, this would be a good way to save electricity for the Empire, too. I'm not sure they're really concerned about their resources. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Well, they're using If they wanted to be more environmentally you know, conscious, they all use hydro. Yeah. Turn on the red lights and not electrify. But I'm saying they're using yes. the hydro power. They're using renewable resources. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true too. I think the yeah. other thing going back Granted, to the panel, they blocked up the dam, destroyed all the yeah. of course well, ecosystem. But whatever. Clearly, the empire is very anti-environment. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing that I that I think 
I found interesting about kind of, and it's a subtle point, because you mentioned kind of how, you know, they, they sort of change the laws arbitrarily and, and you know, you know that gets casting. And like, I think the judge even says, oh, yeah, if, oh, you, yeah, if, you've, been here, if you've been here yesterday, it would have been six months instead of six yeah, years. Right. Because the other point that, that they need to make those sentences longer because they need them in the prison yeah, right. to, make the to build the Death Star. Right. So it, it was a subtle yeah. way. Like, nobody's being released because they yeah. can't. Right. Do they imply, they should actually show it for the Death Star? There's a post-credit scene. Yeah. So, so I want. Where you see robots putting together the, the ring things that they built into the Death Star. Yeah. Ah, they've course. literally been building it. So, I, I, this might be a good time to, sh- to shift to kind of thinking about the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. But before we do... One of the most chilling scenes for me was when Senator Mothma is giving that speech before the what's it called the Galactic Senate, or yes, the, whatever it is. Oh, and they're like everyone's like leaving. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's talking about like the government is overreaching, like we need to limit it, and people start shouting her down, mm-hmm. and then people start literally like turning off their lights yep. and leaving. Like that's how democracy dies. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how it, it it's those individuals like choosing. No, no, democracy dies with thunderous applause. Okay. It's a reference. That's a line from that's Padme's line from uh, Revenge of the Sith oh, when they, well, they think, elect the Emperor into power. I think she Watchmen? might be wrong. I think it might be democracy dies when people turn out the lights. No, yeah. no, it's what, was this from the Watchmen? No, no, that's from that's Padme when when I think it's it's either Attack of the Clones or uh, Revenge of the Sith when they vote. She says that's how that's how democracy dies with thunderous applause. Huh. So speaking of um, prison, yes, do you want to talk about depictions of prison? Sure. I, one of the things I really liked, because this felt like it took digs at Amazon every once in a while, is that as Andor goes to jail, Cyril Karn gets his job mm-hmm. in that cubicle, mm-hmm. and they're both going to the same place. Yeah. Like, they're both, like, one guy is incarcerated, the other guy has a paying job, mm-hmm. but they're both essentially completely trapped. Well, it's, just, it's the thing, on, on a similar point, because one of the things I, I wrote down was kind of the prison as a kind of mirror to the Empire... Right. Because in the same way that people like Karn and Miro sort of devote themselves to the system of the Empire, at least right. to begin with, Circus's Kino is just as devoted to his role in the prison. Right. And it kind of it, it kind of shows that because they think it, you know, benefits them or gives them a purpose. But ultimately they're just tools to be exploited. It's a game. So I start by thinking about like the way in which that jail is it's like slave labor, but without calling it slave labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's how a society can pretend like slavery doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Because we're just coercing the labor. It's out of not like slavery criminals. if you call them prisoners. Exactly. Right? Like, they're paying their debt to society. If it was slavery, they'd be called slaves. Exactly. But they're prisoners. They're, they're prisoners. So yeah. So it's totally fine to enslave them. But the way in which they turn that slave labor into a game is they're like teams are competing with each other oh, yeah. in the room and then. To get and flavor. Rooms, right. Flair, <laughs> rooms are competing mm-hmm. with other. Yeah, for, for dumb stuff, like yeah. flavor, right? For the, for the most or meager at least not kinds to be of rewards. <laughs> well, that's the other side. Or, you know, it's the not and to the get yeah. punished, right? They're both there. But the, like thinking about the way that reflects the way in which capitalism programs us mm-hmm. to participate in capitalism. Well, and I think also, in, well, I, I think there's that. And I think also in terms of the way in which sort of, of fascist systems work is they get the people they're oppressing to fight against each other and compete against each other. And, and, and that's, yeah. what's, that's what's happening there, except what's interesting Don't. is the solidarity you see when they're walking back and forth in the little, the little tube areas, and yeah. they're always communicating with each right. other. But don't you think that's not just fascism that pits groups against each other, yeah, but it's, it's an, capitalism as well? I think 
one of the things that's well, interesting that, about this, it, it this raises program, the question right, of which is, is bigger: fascism or capitalism? Is is right. capitalism a subset of fascism, or is fascism right. a subset or of capitalism? Or is there that? Is oh man, Ed Sitchins is going to kill me when I say this out loud, but like, is there that big a difference when you get to kind of the mega capitalist world in which yeah. we live? Right, as the capitalists become more and more powerful, they they've turned us like we're all competing for the dumbest rewards, yeah. like the cheapest, like cheaply made plastic doodads. It doesn't make any sense. You're not talking about my Legos, are you? <laughs> I, I think I, I, I wasn't, like but obviously subconsciously I was. Feels like I mean, you're talking about my Legos. No, it, it, now that you've pointed it out, it feels like you're talking I, about well, my Legos. Well, I mean, it's not like you know what Legos. I think I was. You I, saved yourself with doodads because yeah. they're not really a doodad, well, but <laughs> they're kind I of mean, doodad. Pretty close. Honest. It's not like the Legos are that expensive or limited that somebody would go to crazy lengths to get right. certain types or versions. Right. To be like to be like the oldest the oldest man in the Lego club. I'm not. I can almost guarantee you I'm not. Almost. <laughs> I can almost guarantee. I can almost guarantee. I don't know them all, but I'm pretty sure it's there like are. It's like you and Kino competing to be at the top of that pyramid. I with all the little I, eight-year-olds I, building Legos for I, you on your table I, to make I, sure you. I, well, number one, I build the Legos myself, so that makes me <laughs> that makes me better than the prison industrial complex. I'm not just. I'm not. Yes, just, you've taken the Legos from just, some other child. I didn't take them. I bought them legally. <laughs> right. Probably made by a child somewhere. Though. Oh yeah. No, no, no. They wouldn't do that. No. Why They're not? Made by, by machines. Well-paid union machines. They made, yes, exactly. Yeah. So. One of my favorite moments was in episode eight when the show cut back and forth between Mon Mothma's party and mm-hmm. all the important leaders and the prisoners in jail. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's this quick cutting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, showcasing, I think, quite intentionally, like the costs exacted if the upper crust wants to live like the upper crust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Mon Mothma can live the lifestyle she lives because there are people in those prisons doing the work that needs yeah. to be done to build society. Yeah. I, I, I just thought that was like a brilliant moment of kind of visual communication. Yeah, well, of that of that reality, yeah. right? We live well because other people don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and again, going back to the earlier point, as much as Mon Mothma wants to overturn the empire, right? I don't know that she wants to overturn her position. I don't oh, no, no. She society. still wants to be there's, a senator and like yeah. rich and whatnot. There's no evidence of that. Like, yeah. There's yeah. no evidence that she's like. I think the Galactic Senate is full of it, you right. know, or I I think that. My kind of privileged position mm-hmm. on Chandralar is mm-hmm. is bad. You know, yeah, like there's, there's no, there's no. I don't think any recognition of that at all. Yeah, and that's also what makes revolutions hard. Yeah, well, and, and she always wants a revolution, but she doesn't want to give up her lifestyle. And, and in that, she's sort of your your sort of classic kind of middle of the road kind of liberal. That that yeah, you know, like, yeah. oh yes, let's let's overturn things somewhat. Right, you know, right. I, I still yeah. want to. I, I want to overturn the system, but I still want my, I still want my, my position comfortable in that salary, yeah. and I still want a comfortable position. And you know, Black I Lives like... Matter is hard to talk about because yeah. part of addressing that means redistributing, yeah, power, yeah, inside a system, yeah. And, and, and I'm not. I, I think Mon Mothma understands that the emperor's bad, mm-hmm. but she still sees the system. Like she's still trying to make the system work, right? When she yeah. gives that speech, and yeah, like, she yeah. still or, wants yeah. a Senate. She just wants Palpatine removed. She wants a better eyes. Senate. She wants a better. Yeah, yeah. she right. wants a better Galactic Empire. Right, a, a right. kinder, gentler Galactic right. Empire. At least Luthen says out loud. Empire. One, one yeah. with like fifty percent less lightning. Yeah, <laughs> being shot at you. you. You're big on the lightning today. I do. Yeah. Despite I the like, fact there was no lightning in the show. Yeah, no. And I like how you what the point where it's like, I just want 50%, 50% less, lightning. less lightning. Not you know, no lightning. You know. Well, if she gives up all the lightning, then all yeah. of a sudden the people of Ferrix yeah. are in charge. Well, like yeah. Some of the prisoners go free, but the ones right. that can't swim, they have to stay on there. Well, and the, some of them deserve oh. to be there. I'm, well, right? Yeah, well, most do, of them, maybe. Most you don't know. Do. Yeah. 
I mean, they could all be I mean, anti-imperial. Should, I mean, if Cassian didn't want to get arrested, should he should he have been where he was? Exactly. Exactly. He's just kind of loitering around the streets. Yeah. Also, I do get you in trouble. I do like how sentencing is just a group thing now. Where it's like, oh, yeah. Call out someone's name. Don't verify who this person is. Just let them. But, like, if if you're going to build a Death Star, Mm -hmm. you got to just mass produce prison laborers, right? Yeah. You need to, like, be. So, yeah, you dragoon them. Like, there's, Mm -hmm. it's not really a court anymore. It's not a trial anymore. Oh, no, there's no... It's a process by which, you know, you unhappily got, unluckily got caught up in this net, and now you're going to build a Death Star. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. What was weird to me... So, the rebellion inside the prison begins when they discover that you never really leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they release you and they send you somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they can't release you because then you'd know about the stuff you're building. It just seems like that would be a bureaucratic nightmare. Because how many prisoners are in that prison alone? And every time they leave, they can't go to a prison that any other guy in that prison has been sent to. Mm -hmm. Because when they run into each other, they will recognize. Or, furthermore, let's say you and I are working together on Arkina, Mm -hmm. right? And you're done with your shifts. Mm -hmm. And they take you, and they move you to a prison on Narkina. 14, Four. okay? Yeah. yeah, wherever they move you. At that point, you know what they're doing. Yeah. How is it that all of these guys are showing up at Narkina and none of them are saying, hey, you know, my shift was done and they just relocated me to a new prison? Yeah, I just, It depends if... I unless mean, they've it, just started the policy. That, I mean, that's the only way I think it makes sense. Is okay. That they've just... Re- they've j- with all the other ramp-ups, they've just started... That's the only way it makes any it makes any sense. Okay. But I, I think the other or thing the other thing too they... is that it does speak to because the other thing that kind of works with that sense it's it's a giant you know the 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 irony of Miro and all of them the entire time they are looking for Andor he's in one of their prisons and they have yeah. no clue because of how because of the massive right. bureaucracy that is right. the Empire which makes it even harder for them to keep secret. Yeah, which what I, they which seemingly I, kept secret. Well, and which I think, maybe. which I think goes back to I'm forgetting the the kid, the manifesto kid's name, Nemec. Nemec. It goes back to his point about their authority being brittle, because I think yeah. you know you can see in that the empire to do what it needs to do, it needs to spread it out itself out so thin right. that eventually it's going to eventually collapse under its own weight. And I think we start to maybe see. Some of that clap, like the, the, right. they're not going to be able to do everything, particularly since they don't actually do the panopticon. They're not doing where the prisoners learn to manage themselves. They're actually still making sure the prisoners are electrocuted if they step off the floor. Right. There's no. Yeah. Like, that, 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 that's it's just, like seventy five percent of like autonomous. Yeah. It's, like, it's just. It's well, so they're much, their, maybe they're kind of building that. Yeah, but like, I, I think yeah. that's the issue. Is that is I think it's it's brittle because, you know. It's what they're doing requires it to be so massive that there's no way. Um, and it's only, I mean, you can see it in the beginning when, when Karn is like trying to track down the one ship right. that left um, the, you know, Ferris or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and the guy's like, you seriously want me to go through all of that data? It, yeah. it's, it's, it's the only thing keeping it alive are, are the zealots like Karn. It's like, yes, I will go through all of that data right. Right. and I will find the one ship. Yeah, no, it's true. So, but yeah, there, there's a way which you can kind of see the empire somewhat collapsing under its under the own it, the weight of its own bureaucracy in some ways. Which I guess is what empires do, right? Yeah. That's why great empires rise and then they fall. Yeah, yeah, because they inevitably overreach. Yeah, yeah. 
So we've covered a lot of what I had under depictions of war mm-hmm. in different ways. I don't know if there's anything you want to talk about the way in which we, we see war happen in this. Uh, let me see, because I had some... Um, um, if not, I've got... I, I, I think oh, the, the only thing I've got on that is, is, again, kind of thinking about it in relationship to, again, the original trilogy. Because Lucas has said... You know that the original trilogy, you know, was very much inspired by sort of the Vietnam War, right? And yet, Andor is much more recognizable as a story about insurgency, okay? Yeah, than like Wheel of than, than the original trilogy, right? Because he lay, because he layers over all of that, you know, whatever they, whatever he's doing in terms of, you know, Vietnam. He layers over all that with, as you said, Rich, sort of the full tale aspects, the Jedi, yeah, the set, fantasy element, the hero's journey, the, well, all of that. I Darth think Darth Vader's ultimate. a Nazi, so you know he's a bad guy. It's yeah. just that nowadays, like, you know, where the Nazis sit is yeah. So I think I, you know, in terms yeah. of of that idea, I think you know, there was a great tweet I saw that someone wrote. Every other Star Wars director. I'm going to make a show based on smashing my toys together. Yeah. Uh, Tony Gilroy, the only way to deal with fascism is open rebellion. Yeah. Like, yeah pretty much yeah. the difference between Andor and yeah. every other show. Yeah. It might be, it just feel, it might be what it appeals to me. Yeah. No, and, and, yeah, Andor is, it's, it's, I mean, I, I remember when we talked about Rogue One, like, we were we were pretty much in agreement that Rogue One is one of, if not the best Star Wars. Oh, I think it's the best. Yeah. Um, my film. favorite. And, and Andor is easily. It's not even close. Easily the best series. And, yeah. And, and. This Probably is one you know, of the better uh, things I've seen. One of the better like Star Wars things in a period. while. Yeah, I mean it's up there with the best of Star Wars. Yeah, it's uh, even better than Age of Ultron. That's a hard. That's a hard. No, I was joking. Climb. That like, is that's a, a that's, small that's, that's pebble. Boy, that's a hard. That's, that's a hard. That's a hard one to climb over. Whew. Yeah, for you. Not really. Yeah. You know, even I would admit this is better than Age of Ultron. It's, well, it's smarter yeah. than Age of Ultron. Yeah, although there really? are moments. <laughs> there are moments where the soldiers do so much philosophizing that it feels a little preachy. It is a little preachy, but I'm 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 willing to forgive. I again a few preachy moments. I've said I love it. This yeah. is just one of my minor yeah. complaints. Like that soldiers yeah. have so much time, and this is what they do. Yeah, like they just kind of sit. I around. mean, I do, I do, I do have some minor critiques as well. Before you start your critique, can yes. I say something that I loved? Yes, I finally found the job that I want in the Star Wars universe. Oh, the the cubicle seat we just sit. No, oh no, <laughs> oh my god! That's a, like I said, that would be like prison. Yeah. No. What, what is the job that you want? Shore trooper. Oh, Shore Trooper. <laughs> so you can be on a beach? Number one, I thought it was really dumb that they've renamed the Shore Troopers. Like, like, no, the, yeah. short, the Shore Troopers are in Rogue One. Are they really? Yeah. Were they they're, called Shore Troopers? Yes. Well, I don't know if they're called that in the film, but the action figure slash Legos were called Shore Troopers. Okay, so I I did not know that. They are, I, short I, troopers are not. There's new. a lot I've of always, blank troopers. I've yes. always wanted sand troopers. I've yeah. snow always, troopers. I've always wanted. I did not know any of this. I've Biker always wanted scouts. to live on the beach. I'm telling you. Shore Trooper so is like question. my calling. Okay, so what you're saying is that yeah. in order to live on the beach, you would sell yourself out to the Empire and be a Shore Trooper. That's your that's your moral standpoint. You could just move to the beach. No, no, no. He's he always skip past that. I yeah. want to live on the beach. No, I, I said he could be a like lifeguard of all the Empire be... jobs. I think it's the best job. Name a better job. Lifeguard. In I don't the, think the Empire, Empire hires lifeguards. In the Empire. Like, what would you rather oh. be? The guys, so the two guys who stand by the railing where the Death Star laser pulses through. No, I don't want that job. Like, I'm going to say, Rich, I, quite honestly, rather be a shore trooper. 
I just like there's always like two guys by railing like yeah. checking things with a giant laser, giving them massive dose of radiation. That's sure fine. It's yeah. fiber crystal. It's fine. Yeah. I, so yeah, I you know as long as it's the the outfits. Air conditioned in some way. I don't think. Oh it is. no! I absolutely. No. It's plastic. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. It, it, I think it, you have a couple fans built in there. They're just. Mm. Absolutely. Empire's not spending that kind of money. Yeah, exactly. On there. Well, maybe I don't want that job. Yeah, it's but, plastic. But if the sand gets in there, it just you, it makes a rash. If I had to work for the Empire, mm-hmm. I think Shore Trooper would be the where where I would go. Yeah. Pick a better job. Oh, you'd be the guy with the lightning fingers. I mean, I, I'd like to apply to be the Emperor. Yeah, I don't. Well, I feel like that's not going to work. Um. Boy, I'm trying to think. Emperor Royal Guard's not bad. You just stand there with a spear in a red costume all the time and do nothing. Yeah, didn't some of those people get pretty cut up in the last movie, though? All of them did, yeah. No, you're thinking of, of the, the, the ones that were guarding Snoke. I'm talking about the ones in the original trilogy that just stood outside of the Emperor's chambers. Yeah, but eventually, you're going to piss off the Emperor. No, you just stand there. You're just, you're just the Royal Guard. <laughs> well, you're going you're gonna to drop something well, yeah, while he's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Or, or he's going to get pissed off at something else. Exactly. And you're gonna, it's like, only a matter of time. I guarantee like, yeah, that's what they, that's what they must go through those guys. See, like, and like, then you saw a cutaway that showed them that was a new person. I, I want to be far away from the Emperor so and I want to be on the beach. the Emperor with Vader. Vader kills people indiscriminately. Vader the visits the Emperor quite a lot. think the Emperor's quite like a kind lot. of even-tempered? He doesn't, he doesn't believe in Mr. Lightning figures, you see him as like doing yoga and mindfulness? He spent a lot of time in the HR training manual of what you can and you can't do. Vader just kind of yeah, skips. Yeah, he's that in stuff. there for a reason. <laughs> you know, Emperor's like, yeah, no, I get the liability alone. I'm pretty sure he wrote the training manual. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, I think uh, uh, section anyway. one: don't get in the way of my lightning. So, a second thing I just observed that I thought was great mm-hmm. was the aliens of Narkia say "heya" a lot. They're the two that capture oh, the Nellish. Yeah, and oh yeah, guess okay. they're running away. They always say "heya." Which is essentially Haina. Oh no! I think whoever wrote it is from northeastern Pennsylvania and was trying mm-hmm. to work in a little northeastern Pennsylvania lingo. You think they so? literally do Haina. They they do say Haina a did lot. You, did you like the quad jumper uh, cameo? Um, should I have why? There's one of those in in Force Awakens. No, I did. It had no. That's, that's when, when when Finn and Ray are running towards a ship. The first one they're running towards is a quad jumper, and then that get, get, gets blown up. So they go to the Millennium Falcon. Um, no, I, 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 yeah, totally. Uh, I 100% missed that. Okay. Surprisingly enough. Okay. Also, even if you didn't miss it, it's a lame. It's, who, yeah. yeah. Quick question: what, What's your take on the uh, enemy to lovers tro or like arc between Karn and Mira? I did not. I did not like that. that. Sexual Very tension at the end. Super. I was like, I was, I was really was like, hoping I'm, she was going to stab him. See, I saw that. Like I'm, in all, the closet. That would have been good. Actually. All I was saying is. Please don't kiss. Please don't kiss. Please don't kiss. Like there was a moment, kind of like that moment in Rogue One where you think Cassie and yeah. and what's your are gonna kiss. I was like, please yeah. don't, please yeah. don't. Like when he's outside her business and she walks by and he keeps grabbing on. Oh, like he's, he's always outside. Like he her needs business. to get blasted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he no. needs to get like, like, like why? Oh, he's a complete stalker. And yeah. I don't oh, get, yeah. and I don't understand why. Like it seems like he hit his head and then he's just like he he kind of seems like an incel. Oh, he, he totally is. You know, but like it's living just, with his mom. Eating her tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they tricks? Because they seem more like crunch berries. Because aren't they like little blue things? Oh, I, I imagine they were different colored tricks. They looked like tricks. Like, well, they're, they're, the crunch berry has a little more texture to it. This looked a little more, little more smooth. Like but a isn't tricks all the. Sh- I haven't had tricks in so long. Yeah, tricks is the various shapes now. It's not the balls anymore. Yeah, they, they've really. It, yeah. Now it's shaped like the, the, you know, the various things. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. I was so glad that. Plus, they... he's got the blue milk. Well, does the cereal turn the milk blue? 
no, it's no, no. In the container was blue. It's blue oh, milk. That's oh. the milk Luke drinks in New Hope. Well, I mean, it oh, could mate. be. I gotta milk. tell you, I'm so glad I missed all of that stuff. It would take away my enjoyment. Of the yeah, show. I, I will give Gilroy credit for actually doing some Easter eggs that don't actually like distract from the show. Right. So I, I totally missed them. So way to go, Gilroy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and people have done like an analysis of um, Luthen's shop because, like, one of the things pointed out that if you if you yeah. look in the background on Luthen's shop, see that would be kind of neat. The, if, the, the Ark of the Covenant and the, <laughs> the stones that he's looking for in Temple of Doom are all on his shelves. See, that's kind of funny. Yeah. That, no, that's, see, I, that, the, that's his, not bad. Yeah, like his that, that, shop, because it's all artifacts. Oh, his shop is 100% Easter eggs. I, well, I would love if you get like high resolution of like the, the artifacts. I'd love to see what the writing on them says. So. Because I bet the prop people like just had fun with that. Mm. Well, that I would not mind. Like, yeah. It's so. the prop fun. But yeah, Luthen's Luthen shop, I'm sure, is... And people have pointed out that a lot of things are references to other things in Luke. But again, I think right. it's a way that, that you know, that, that Gilroy sort of of appeases kind of your, your diehard Star Wars fans by giving them, like, here's a room full of Easter eggs. Yeah, to, I was saying, like, here's, here's a know, museum, mini museum. It's not going to be, a look, I'm not going to do this on. anywhere else in the show, so <laughs> yeah. enjoy your, your little, <laughs> yeah. that and, and Luthen's lightsaber ship. That was pretty stupid. That was there was an interview where well, I, saw, I read an interview with Gilroy where someone was like, "Oh, so were those, were those powered by kyber crystals?" And, and he's like, "I don't pay attention to stuff like that. It's just the way the ship works." <laughs> I did kind of like the way the ship escaped the tractor beam with the little needle thing. That was a pretty cool idea. Like well, that's it a, was. That's a, what I love yeah. was that like, it was so low tech, that? right? Did, right. No, but why did nobody yeah. do that later? He's in space, so like you just need to launch metal things at the yeah. Yeah. a bunch of them. No, it's brilliant. Yeah. You can't shields aren't gonna stop it. Like yeah. Well I love in theory it. the tractor beam brings them back brings with even more back force. In, yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I thought I thought that was just a really cool yeah. like visual moment. Well that's what the thing I like too is that there wasn't a lot of like space battles and stuff. Like yep. you know, very, it was like it's a that. very ground based show. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you Unlike don't have a lot of fantasy. Kenobi in that way. It felt grounded to yeah. me. Like whereas Kenobi felt very artificial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well even like Mandalorian and Boba Fett, like they felt like they didn't do that as much because of like budget. As opposed to like actively choosing not to do it. Yeah, though you have to. I mean, it's it's interesting that fact. You have to assume that Andor did not have the budget of, say, Mandalorian season two, and yet it it feels much or Kenobi, and yet it feels much more. Well, also Mandalorian still used all the, the yeah they that, used the the, 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 the studio the special thing yeah the dome what the the dome or whatever it's called yeah I forget what it's called but like and then they said I don't know about Boba Fett if they did the same thing. But, yeah, like, Andor wasn't that. That was actual sets was, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be it, is that it doesn't matter about the, the budget to a point. It might just be that because of that special shooting filming situation, it's always yeah. going to look a little uncanny. Yeah. You know, especially because you can't... Ha- like, they're in a box. Mm-hmm. There's only so many ways you can film a scene yeah. when you're in a box. Yeah. So... The volume. Um, that's what it's called. It's the the volume? volume? The volume is what they call that thing. Yeah. So we're going to run out of time. Yes. Do you want to talk about droids? Well, I do. I want to. Well, I want to talk about. Droid. I wish that Droid at the End was a bomb. No. <laughs> I was really hoping that. How do you not love B two? Patrick thinks he's, he's a, be- a he's puppy. He's the best droid. He's a, no, Gilroy said he's meant to be a dog. Well, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He's such a good dog. Well, you could argue that most droids in the in Star Wars are meant to be like dogs. The the android grieving is still weird to me. Like oh, I'm trying to like so wrap my head around that. Um, but yeah. the stuttering was interesting too. Yeah. I thought. He's had a tough life. There's, well, there's definitely going to be an academic paper. To be written oh, yeah. about oh, B two yeah. emo, yeah, yeah. I guess Star Wars. I guess the Star Wars Galaxy has just casually made AIs and just put them everywhere. Pretty much. I get. You know, the thing is, 
It's almost the name is almost too much on the nose. It, it, but particularly by the end. Yeah, by the end, he's, like he's he, he is too emo. He is too emo. He's yeah. gonna be too emo by <laughs> the end of the show. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Like that's that is where, he, as droids go, and I told you this yesterday. You hate all droids. He is the least objectionable. Okay, I will. I would that. say of all the droids. Well, it helps that because I he's not cute. Like he doesn't look cute. He's kind of. I guess so. But he's a box. He's kind of. Right. He's not like BBA. Right. Like, yeah. You know, he's, he's not, not sleek. like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, at the ending, I like when they've got the special um, brick. Yes, you know, the, fu- the, the funerary yeah. brick. Yes, and then the and guy then uses it just, just beats people. Out <laughs> like Jesus. Nice well, I think that was Marvel was kind of calling for. Yeah, but yeah, I just love the idea. Yeah. Of, like you see, special brick. Whack, whack, like, oh, man. That's her place in the wall. Mm-hmm. There were several moments in the show where I thought it did a terrific job of building um, tension. Oh, yeah. As, as you're getting ready to do the heist, as you're getting mm-hmm. ready to break out of prison. Like, there's well, just even, these moments where there's, like, like even the um, well-made film. Um, in the first part of the series, um, when you have the first confrontation on Ferrix. Yeah. When they're 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 first hunting down and surrounding Cassie, and that was another right. scene where the tension built really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. It just it was just it was just a well made It is. It's a very yeah. yeah, it's a very well well made, well directed, well written, well, well put in, together. Well intentioned. I I, I, I have Piece only very small critiques of the show. Do you yeah. wanna add I've already given you my critiques. Which was so. which was yours? I can't remember. Okay. I, I we talked about this before. Yeah. You know, the series does not really problematize Marva's kidnapping of Andor. Yeah, that we talked about in the first we show, did. so I didn't and think about it. For I was kind of, but yeah. the, the, the way... wait, Marva's kidnapping? Yeah, yeah. She shows up. She shows up on his home planet, alien, finds him in the ship, and is like, "I'm taking you with me." Oh, why? Like, she's completely yeah. like, she just like, she just always oh, like, oh, and she's even like, a, "Hello, don't brown, look for your sister." Hello, brown person. I'm going to take you with me because I'm a yeah. good looking white person, right? That's and and Andor very much kind of doesn't question that no it, yeah that, over so that, the course of this, that, this show. And there's even that moment when Andor first comes back and wants to take Marva with him and where he's yeah. kind of when she says no he's got like this sad puppy look on his face and he, yeah. he still calls her mother and I'm like yeah. oh it's not yeah. your mother yeah um so the way that they, they they don't problematize that at all, and for all the work the show does to problematize colonization, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a weird thing. A weird, I had actually forgotten yes. that that was even a thing. Yeah, they bring it up so little, except for the right. beginning. So that yeah. I mean that that's probably my my main critique. Yeah. Um, a couple of other minor things, you know. The whole series started off with Andor looking for his sister. Yeah. And that never gets mentioned oh, again. Oh, when she mentions at the end, like, stop looking for your sister, like, she's dead or whatever. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we never, we never, I'm like, are we going to come back that, to that? Is that how life works? And it, it could be an interesting thing in terms of that It's point like the Underground like, Railroad that we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it, but that was another thing. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, they there was, made it a bit. There bit, was a lot of emphasis like, on that at the beginning, and then... Yeah. We never, we never did it again. But in a way, that's a, that's a, it, it is a nice commentary insofar as rediscovering your roots when you've been colonized like that is, is a lot harder yes. than your kind of romantic notion of what it might be like to yeah. meet your sister. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the other thing, the, the ending where Andor just says, you know, kill me or take, take me, me in, yeah. and then the show just stops, was like a very abrupt ending. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was weird too because like he, just, but he does like, put the gun down, right? He does. Well, he already he'd already put the gun down because yeah. Luthen has the gun, or Luthen. That's what I mean. Luthen yeah, puts, Luthen puts, the puts gun. it. So, yeah. like, I, I might have like a shot of them like 
leaving. It just felt like it felt like it just kind of stopped. Well, that's there. what I was saying. Is like almost have been fine with it ending like as they all walk away from the yeah. revolution because then it's like a bit more of a gradual. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, th- but those are so those are those are my. And only we really all know complaints. he's going to join the rebellion. Like Luthen's not going right. to kill him. Yeah. It, well, right. That's the like, prequel. The prequel problem. But yeah. one of the things I liked about this is that. You know, Andor kills people with laser pistols all the time. He does, which is what he would do. That's what he would. Like, yeah, we talked. So, I think we talked about this right, in Rogue somehow, One too. Yeah, when you do it with a lightsaber, it feels more romantic and yeah. unrealistic and kind of divorced from actual. Okay, violence. Yeah, it's like, like fantasy again. But yeah. he right, but he he is not. He like, just shoots fantasy people. Killing, yeah. right? Well, that's like, well, the, killing sh- real the show in general dispenses with all of the fantasy elements. I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. that one big alien that shows up that that's supposed to like you know threaten Andor. I think early on, and, and there's some other aliens I think that pop up here or there, but by and large, like the fantasy elements are gone. Yeah, um, and it, it's just much more kind of a, a real politic version of yeah. of the Star Wars universe. God, so, so I saw somebody tweet, and they said, "Star Wars without that stuff isn't Star Wars; it's just sci-fi," which is kind of a nonsense statement. Yeah, because I mean, Star well, Wars it, is sci-fi. It depends on what what defines Star Wars, like, like what well, makes Star see, Wars unique. Yeah. We are used to the fantasy genre. Star Wars because well, you look at all the films. You know, I mean, right, the, right. Like, you know, you know, we've got someone like well, I mean, like well, both Rich and I that are that are pretty big diehard Star Wars fans. You don't say. And yeah. we, it is possible for us to both really like Andor, yeah, and to really like the other stuff, yeah. Right? But also, but for a lot of people, that's not like I don't. I, right. like, like they have not, such narrowly. Well, it's, and it's just like, two different of Star Wars. Guide rails. Yes. You know, again, you've got this kind of micro look with the fantasy stuff, where it's like these big epic battles and stuff, and then Ando, you've got the macro look of like, and here's all the people they don't mention actually mm-hmm. getting the intel yeah. and you know yeah. bringing the stuff and prepping. Well, Andor it and is. I think part of it too is that Andor very clearly deconstructs kind of the the traditional Star Wars. Yeah, again, you look and, at and as a folktale. People that have in, that have are invested in that world don't. People who are invested in things don't like to have them deconstructed generally. Yeah, right. Yes, that is. And and that Andor is, kind of not directly but sort of implicitly, I think deconstructs. Generally it. true, which surprises me that Andor finds a big audience because it's deconstructing a lot of things that a it lot is. of us are. Pretty darn comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. In the in the lives well, and, we and we live, you know. It's one of the things that I find, and I and I don't. I give credit to Gilroy. I don't know how he pulled off on Disney Plus in anti-fascist, anti-cop, anti-capitalism, anti-prison industrial complex show yeah. put on by the Disney Corporation. Yeah, I'm like, how did this? How did the <laughs> Disney execs get get this? It almost makes you wonder if the MCU could actually do better. Oh, it absolutely could. I mean, if they wanted I mean, if, to. Well, yeah. Like, no, I know like, what you mean. Yeah. Like, how much of it is Disney limiting them, and how much of it is sort of the self-imposed, yeah. because you got a franchise. Yeah. 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 But I, I got to tell you, Andor? Well, and maybe, and maybe that's the irony yeah. of Andor being a prequel, is there's clearly no franchise opportunity here. Like, we're yeah. not spinning Andor off. Cause, well, because right. <laughs> Gilroy has said, the second season is going to end yeah, it ends with, with, with Cassian walking into the first scene of Rogue One. He's like, I've yeah. known the end since the very beginning. Like, yeah. And then season three, they'll be after Rogue One, where they're all yeah. actually alive. Yeah, exactly. And he destroys okay, then, everything. Then, then I am done. <laughs> then you're done. Like, then, then, and then Gilroy's listen, laughing. Listen, I'm not going to say anything, yeah. but they do have clone technology. Technology. Yeah. If, if, uh, do you know how I feel about clones? Yeah, yeah not a, not not a fan. Above so, or below kids and robots? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not kids; it's child actors. Child actors. Let's right. make that clear. Yeah. Doesn't hate kids. Well, it's kids clone, acting. Clone storylines are about like timeline. I was about to say like, time travel. Time travel. Storylines for me. Yeah. Like, that's like, we've that's, got clones traveling through time. Yeah, yeah, that's played by kid actors. 
And Wilbur. With cute little tiny droid <laughs> to go with him. Yeah. yeah. That would be... That's like your personal hell. I will not watch it. I, yeah. But we should end on a, ha- a happier note because Andor was in many ways, I think. And when's the last time I said something this positive? It's kind of a triumph of yeah. pop culture. It's smart. It is really well done. It's really well made. It's incredibly dramatic. Mm-hmm. It, like, it hits... Almost every point, and that you keep thinking when Bix comes back, there's going to be a romance, but there isn't. Oh God, I was so happy yeah, when like, Bix was captured just, by the Imperials. To be fair, Bix Ouch. is in a bit of well, rough because shape. it was literally right. like the thing. But like, before that, yeah. like before that, oh like, yeah, like when she comes back, you're like, oh, this is where they reconnect, and they don't. It's just, it's just, it's done so well. Yeah, yeah, because it refuses to be confined by the conventions. Mm-hmm. Of the universe more largely yeah. writ. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you, uh, as we have, I think you have to give Gilroy Absolutely. so much credit for. Absolutely. I mean, for you know, he, he, you know, he was one of the main figures behind Rogue One. Yep. And now, and and you know, sort of of expanding sort of the Gilroy verse of the the Star Wars universe. He gets it. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. So I do have a quote from Gilroy. Oh, okay. Is that a good quote to wrap on? It is because it's right. it's it's on season two. Oh, looking and, ahead. And, and the questions it will raise. And this is what he said. It's kind of the theme of it will be what happens to the, quote, original gangsters who are no longer so presentable to the community? That's a really interesting idea. Yeah. Well, it, right? it, it picks up on, you know, the, the Luthans. The that, themes that, that we've been talking about. You know, about. as yeah. Luthan says, he's creating a world that he cannot be a part of. He needs to hand it off to Leia. Yeah. Well, and I love the idea as well yeah. of, like, Mon Mothma then, like, coming down to Luthen's level potentially. Yeah, I'm curious to see where or, they go with actively, her. actively like yeah. saying no, I'm going to stay up here. I mean cuz like, she I mean cuz she's also in Rogue One. Like she's got to be well, She's also in other Star Wars. There, yeah. There's also people who climb above it, you know, yeah. that should get swallowed up by the the moral compromise they've made. Like, yeah. like the what's the uh the innkeeper in Les Mis. The Threnardiers. Oh, Threnardiers. Oh, right? like, oh. Like, those are people... Like, what innkeeper and in Andor are you talking about? <laughs> like, the kind of people who yes. always find a way to kind of, like, tread water. The beggars at the Kind of sidestep the, yes. the consequences. Right. Yeah, that they, they manage to avoid it. Yeah. I can't... I can't... I am super excited about season two. Yep. So yeah, this is the first Star Wars show that I'm enjoyed watching and looking forward to the yeah. second season. Even Rich likes it. Like, that. Yeah. there's a place to Oh, I thought Rich would hate it. I, I, I no, did, too. Really I watched the first four episodes and I was like, oh, my God. But it really picked itself up. It's the weirdest thing they did on, like, ABC, I think over Thanksgiving break, they showed the first two episodes, like, on on all of their broadcast networks. I'm like, why wouldn't you do the first three? Yeah, very strange. Gotta get people to the platform. I guess, yeah. Anyway, Rich, it was great having you back. Yeah, it's good to have Rich back. To have you at the table. Yep. Um, Uh, Great to talk about Star Wars and not hate it. That's right. Yes. Great to talk about anything and not hate (laughs) it. That's right. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? That's right. And, And, you know, like Andor... We'll leave on a cliffhanger for next week. Excellent.